0: There's an earthly blessing that God has actually assigned for, for his children. That each time we go deep with him, there are benefits. And also, these earthly blessings, are, I want us to understand that they have been provided already. It is not your prayer point that will make God provide it. It has been provided. You know, the mindset that a lot of people have is that it is their prayer that will produce these blessings. And that's where we miss it. So when we begin to fast, we begin to pray that God should bless us, bless us, bless us. And it's not really happening. We, we get tired so quickly and get frustrated. It's because we lack the understanding. It's said, my people perish because they lack understanding. So it is my joy today to bring us a little understanding of what the earthly blessing is. Are we supposed to be praying for these things? If we are praying for it, that means it has not been provided yet. So how many of you believe it has not been provided yet? It has been provided. There's nothing you want to ask God today that He is not provided already. Everything here is on earth for us. But the biggest problem of mankind is assessing. So many mistake assessing the blessing to praying for the blessing. It's. How do I put this? And not to offend people. Yeah. Your prayers your your prayers does not really produce any blessing. Your prayers does not really produce any blessing. The kingdom of God is built with principles. Whatever we do will death. It's just like Fasting and praying for salvation. That's 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 strange and funny. Like you're praying and fasting for salvation and say, I'm fasting. Why are you fasting and praying? I'm doing 30 days fasting or 40 days fasting and prayer. Why you said I, I want to be saved. Does that make any sense to you? If you see a Christian doing that, what would you do to the Christian? You said, man, you lack understanding, you don't have to do that. All you just have to do is... The Bible says with the heart you believe and with the mouth confession is made. And you can be saved within a minute. As much, that's, the, that's the simplest thing I've seen. The easiest thing I've seen. And within a minute you can be transported from darkness to light. Within It doesn't cost much. It doesn't cost much. But you see in as much as you will not do it, that one minute, you still remain in darkness. Does that mean that God has not provided salvation? He has provided salvation, but the person just refuses to access the salvation. It's not you fasting and praying, then heaven will now open and salvation will now come down from heaven and say, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here. No. It has been given already. It has been given. It says, unto us, a son, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. So the son is the salvation. We have been given salvation already. We just need to assess salvation. So the difference between you, who is born again, and the other person, a pagan, who is outside not born again, is that you have assessed salvation. And if not, that's the difference. So you did not work for it. You did not fast for it. You did not pray for it. You just assess it by simply doing one thing. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is love. And confessing with your mouth. As simple as that. If you don't do that, you're on your own. You're on your own. Nothing will change. Stay for five years and be doing other things. Be fasting and be praying. And yet you've not believed in your heart that he's Lord. And you've not confessed him with your mouth openly that he's your Lord. You are not saved. It's the same principles with the blessing. Pray for Mounted thy kingdom come. Fast. You'll be the way you are. Just the way salvation has been provided. Same way the blessings have been provided. Just the way you assess salvation is the same way you assess the blessing, but different code this time around. It's like you having a house. You have different doors. The, the house belongs to you, but the keys to all the doors cannot be the same. It can be the same. We have the kitchen compartment. That place is, is special for those who love food. You know when you go there, when you're hungry, you know where to go. When you're hungry, you don't go to somebody's room, you go to the kitchen, that's where you see food. So if the kitchen has a door, all you need to do is ask what is the access code to the kitchen? Why you are hungry? When you're pressed, you don't go to the kitchen, you go to the toilet. So you don't use the same code you use for kitchen to access the toilet. You use a different code to assess the toilet. At that point, you know what you need is a bathroom. What you need is a kitchen. You want to sleep. You don't go to the bathroom to sleep. You go to the room to sleep. So all you have to do is get the key to assess the room. What is unfortunate that we, God's children, We apply the same method for everything. And we have been complaining. Why is it not working? Why is it not working? Many know what to do, but they won't do it. Many don't know what to do. But today, it's my prayer that you identify your problem and you solve it. My job is to bring the solution to you. Your job is to dive into it. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessings. Now, look at what this translation defines grace as. God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be, self sufficient, possessing enough. Now, look at the word possessing, possessing, assessing, possessing, assessing, enough. To require no aid or support, and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. So you 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 possess it by assessing it. It did not say by warfare. It did not say by prayer and fasting. You possess it by assessing. But this is where the biggest mistake. We assumed there are some certain things in the Old Testament that we assume that it's not relevant to us as God's children. Many don't understand the concept of salvation. So they mistake salvation and the promise. Salvation gives you access to the promise. The promise was there before salvation. God made a deal with Abraham. The covenant God made with Abraham is the promise. Now, when you become saved what that salvation will do to you now you, you were not part of the deal when God was striking that deal with Abraham he was talking to Abraham based on his lineage now you were not part of that lineage you were a foreigner and whatever God was telling Abraham does not consign you so now the, the death of Jesus Christ and you accepting Jesus Christ now connects you to Abraham lineage. So whatever God said to Abraham, he says to you now. That is the basics of, of, of being saved other than accessing heaven, earthly wise. That is what it connects you to. So if God told Abraham that you cannot be sick, God is automatically telling you that you cannot be sick. You have every right to claim anything you see, any covenant God God has made with Abraham. You have every right to claim it, virtue by through, through the means of your salvation. The Old Testament contained the secret, hidden blessings of God. We are not exempted from it. No, we are not. Rather, we now have access to it. But most often, we mistake that uh, because this is a New Testament, so we have no business with the Old Testament. And yet, we don't reflect the blessings. Because most of those blessings that God covenanted with Abraham, they are everlasting. God said everlasting. Everlasting forever so it's nothing changes it you know why nothing changes it because Abraham did not obtain I'll, I'll go deep into there but let me just put it down now so Abraham did not obtain that covenant through law Abraham obtained the covenant through faith and it is through faith that we are connected to Jesus. So if Abraham has obtained that covenant through law, then that thing will not be valid today. But because Abraham, Abraham's righteousness was credited to him through his faith in God, not through the law. So till death, that covenant is valid. Take it off, you're on your own. Do I'm a New Testament person, I have no business with that, you're on your own. Now, I'm bringing you knowledge. You must understand why Abraham is still relevant to this. All like others that they operated on the law. Abraham never operated on the law. He operated by faith. And it was counted unto him righteousness. So the righteousness you have today is by faith in Jesus. Abraham obtained righteousness by faith in God. So every word God spoke to Abraham did not expire and will never expire till the earth expire. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Yes, I'm trying to help you so you don't follow these new generation Christians that say that grace because they don't even understand what grace is. Grace, it's the, it's like a conge pipe. Uh, if, I, uh, if I'm right, it's like something that connects you to something that is naturally you don't have access to that thing. Naturally, you are not qualified for that thing. But grace connects you and makes you equal with those who have been given to that thing. So now you, now, you now have the same identity, it's like you're a stranger, and grace makes you a citizen of that place, and now give you access to what only a citizen can assess. It's like in America, there are things that a citizen can assess that a non-citizen cannot assess. Even if you are in America for 20 years and you are not a citizen, the system will not change because you have been in this place for 20 years. It says you must be a citizen to assess some certain things. Two of us. So, grace is now that thing that connects you to have the same rights with a citizen. So, it doesn't destroy the citizenship. It connects you to the citizenship. So every right that a citizen should claim they have, you have obtained the same right. But in this case, you came in through Jesus. So if they ask you, what is your access code to this realm? You say, Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ becomes that access code that connects you to the covenant that Abraham obtained from God through faith. Praise the Lord. For you to understand the blessings, we have to go through the covenant. Meaning having deep understanding so we don't downplay it. It is our new attitude of downplaying things that has landed us out of the blessing. Commonizing. So, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. We are now praying. We are now fasting. Yet, Abraham that obtained the promise to covenant with God did not fast for it. He never prayed for it. So we want to create our own system of assessing the blessing. Thereby telling God to scrub Abraham's system out. No, no. The covenant God made with Abraham was an everlasting covenant. So he said that you are prepared to go through that system. Through Jesus Christ. Or you forget it. So the system that got Abraham to that way, you have to go through the same system. That's why Abraham connected to God through faith. You have to use faith also to connect to Christ. Then you begin to look at the other things Abraham did. Then you begin to do those things. So don't think Abraham's life was wasted. No, 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 sir. If you believe so, you will be stranded all the days of your life. You'll be calling Jesus to, to give you things that, that, that is already at your corner. But ignorance will make you, will deprive you from assessing those things. There are two types of covenant. The first one is the covenant of promise. And the second one is the covenant of the law. It was the covenant of the law that was scrapped out because they were meant to live by the law until Jesus coming. So when God made the covenant of the promise with Abraham, after Abraham, God now produced the covenant of the law with Moses. So the people, so He can He can help the people because they were stiff naked, like, their, their heart was as so, so strong as a stone. So God has to create a way to help them stay in line. So that, that law, the covenant of the law was now introduced. So when Jesus Christ came, what God successfully did is that God connected our hearts now to him. That stone heart was taken away. We now have the heart of, the, of God. The Holy Spirit now, we now know what to do. We now know the right thing to do. So we don't need that law. That law has been scrapped off. That covenant of the law has been terminated. We are now in Christ. So we look, we look up to Christ in all we do. We look up to Christ. We, that law that that law that God did with Moses is irrelevant to us. We don't function by that law. We don't live by that law. That that was worth. God's grabbed out that was what God destroyed. The covenant of the law, not the covenant of the promise. Praise the Lord. Are we getting blessed? Now the blessings is from the covenant of the promise. The blessing you and I we are entitled to is from the covenant of the promise so that like i said god did not god did not god did not cut that off Genesis chapter 17 verse 1 to 2 It says when abram was 99 years old the lord appeared to him and said I am el shaddai God almighty serve me faithfully and live a blameless life i will make a covenant with you by which i will Guarantee to give you continuous descendants. it was a covenant of promise. He says, A continuous descendant, a continuous descendant. So we are that we are that we are that people that continued. So everything God was telling Abraham, the blessings, and everything, He was speaking about us. But God, God strikes the deal with Abraham based on one seed. And He says, through that one seed, the entire world will be blessed. And Jesus Christ is that one seed. And we have become part of that one seed. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 17, verse 21. But my covenant, my promise, we're using the amplified version, but my covenant, my promise, my solemn pledge, it was a pledge. It wasn't a law. It was a pledge. I will establish with Isaac whom Sarah will bear to you at this time next year so everything God did with Abraham was based on promise and a pledge not the law not the law it was a pledge and a promise I want you to understand that God does not condition or need your agreement to fulfill his promise of the blessing does not you are not God does not need you to fulfill it that's why I told you from the beginning that the blessings has been has been fulfilled already but the law never the law was was on two parties but the promise of the covenant of the blessing has, has been fulfilled already it's just you assessing it praise the Lord. It's my prayer that as I'm speaking, the Lord will begin to work on you. This promise, this blessing has been given already. But you now have to assess it. Let me give you an example. You are a father. You now choose to buy a house for your son. expensive house. So you bought a house for your son and everything on the document was your son's name. You did everything. You paid cash. You did everything. And you told your son, I have gotten you a house. Meanwhile, you promised your son last year that your next birthday I'm going to buy you a house. Was that a law? That's not a law. It was a promise. And the next year you bought him a house. And every document of that house belongs to your son. You put his name there. So your son came. And he was so interested in, Daddy, let me see the document. Let me see the document. And he saw the document. And the document has his name. And he started rejoicing. Hey, snapping the house, calling the award. I have a house. And he left the presence of his father with the document. Now, whose house? Who does the house belong to? The son, right? Now, leaving the house with the original document claims that the house belongs to him, right? But do you think that son can access the house? Can he come into the house without the keys? So the son ran with the document and left the key with the dad so the son has to come back to the dad I said, "Dad, I just got there and I've been, I've been knocking on the door. The door will not open. Well, this door? You put my name there. It's my own house. So why am I not accessing my house? Oh, there's an access code. One one, two two, three three, four four. That's the access code. So each time you want to enter the house, all you have to do is press one one." But if that son fails to come back to ask for that access code, that son can have that document for 20 years, yet not been able to enter that house, despite the fact that the house belongs to him. And he will stay outside the door and he's fasting and he's praying for the door to be opened. He begins to doubt the process and said, My dad has scammed me. You know, especially when you have friends. "Ah, This house is not your house. This, this, I can bet this document is forged. If it is your house, let's go inside and and, and see inside. They said, But I've not not gotten the key yet. Guys, a lie. It's a lie. It's not your house. It's not your house. So the son can be there for years just by refusing to get the access code. You see but the, the access code is not conditioned based on the law. It's not conditioned based on the law that says uh, you, you, must, you, you, you must every morning you, every morning you must stand outside and shout, ue, 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 five times, then you come back again. No, it's not. The only thing is to get access to every part of the house, you need a, an access code. That means you need, to, you need to apply something. That is not law. You need to apply something. The promise is the house. I have fulfilled it. I have have bought you. I have gotten you a house. I have paid for it. You have the document. But, my friend, you have to assess the house. It is that assessing till today that is our problem. And we begin to doubt Christianity. You know, some, because they can't assess it, they now concluded that. We are not meant to, be, to, to enjoy those blessings as Christians. So we are meant to suffer and go to heaven. The reason why they are saying that they lack the revelation to assess it. Nobody, sir, that doesn't like within. What, what you cannot open, you condemn it. What you see, to access it is as easy. If you have that code, it doesn't it, it will not take you one minute to press one, one, two, two, three, three, and the door is open. But if you don't know it, you can be there forever. So being a Christian for 20 years does not guarantee you access. Just like the code to salvation is I believe with my heart, and I confess it. One minute you are done. Same way this blessing is a code, it's not a law. Salvation is free to all. But is everybody saved? Only those that want to apply it. Many know that, see, many know that to be saved is simple. Just believe and confess. They know it. Even the other religions, they know it. But are they saved? No. Because they've not been able to access it. It is my prayer that every blessing that God has already provided, you begin to access from today. In the name of Jesus, God made a promise to Abraham and a lot to Israel. Today I pray every promise of scripture, every promise of scripture, we will begin to assess it from this day in the name of Jesus. Everything that pertains to law, Jesus has embraced it. So we can boldly say we are not under any law, but we are in Jesus. And being in Jesus automatically connects us to all the promise God has made to Abraham. Automatically. Now, like I said, the documents given to you is what connects you. But in salvation, you can't find access. You have to seek it. You have it just like just like to be in good health, he's part of it. But is that if dumb people fall sick? He's accessing it. So when some said well, I cannot be sick, it it, 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 it hurt other Christians. What are you saying? When something that cannot be poor, it hurts other Christians. What are you saying? You are arrogant. What you don't have is different from what you cannot assess. It's more painful that you have something and you cannot assess it. So it's it's more painful that Jesus Christ has connected us and given us the right to the promise. Because he is the promise. We have now become co-heir with him giving us rights to the blessings and yet today, we are still going on our knees doing 40 days fasting and prayer to assess a blessing that Abraham did not fast and pray for. Isaac did not fast and pray for. Jacob did not fast and pray for. Yet, that is what we go to mountain for. It means something is missing somewhere. I, I, I like to ask God questions. I don't want to assume. Why is it that these men did not do what we are doing and they enjoy what we are not enjoying? How can I be in salvation? And the men that we are not in salvation according to us, what they enjoy, we did not enjoy. Abraham never falls sick. Yet, we visit the hospital every day. And Jesus said he has connected us, but yet we are still opposite of it. You know, pride sometimes can can make us conclude every door that leads to the blessing, I declare it's open for us today in the name of Jesus. Now, let me tell you the difference between the law and the promise. The difference between the law and the promise. When it comes to the promise, please, if you promise somebody something, who will do the job of fulfilling it? Hmm? Now, I promise to a calf. Who will do the job of fulfilling the promise? It's me. Now, when God made a promise, was the one that fulfilled it. There was no point. If I said I promise you a car, I promise you a car, it's me that the problem of getting the car is not mine. So God took it upon himself. God did not, you see, if God has followed, if God has followed the Israelites, there is no way Jesus Christ would have come. Jesus Christ was the fulfilled promise. There is no way Jesus Christ would have come. Because they, they keep messing up keep struggling with the law, so it was not the law that produces salvation. That's what the scripture is trying to explain. To us. It wasn't the law that produces salvation because they were not keeping the law. The law that God project and produced to them, they were not faithful with it. So, by the standard of that law, they failed already. So, if it was the law that produces Jesus Christ, then then Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is not Jesus Christ; It's somebody else, because those men failed in the law. So, Jesus Christ came via the covenant of the promise. So, you can't scramble where he comes from. If Jesus Christ has come from the channel of the covenant of the law, then the law would still be relevant. But because he did not come from the law, we don't need the law. He came from the promise. So, the promise still remains be relevant. Because he is the fulfilled promise. Now, if it comes to the law, it has to do with two parties. Please go to Galatians chapter 3, verse 6 and to 9. Let's start from 6 to 7. I, I want to educate us tonight, this, this morning. It says, just as Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, as conformity to God's will and purpose, so it is with you also. With you and I also. So understand that it is the people who live by faith with confidence in the power and goodness of God who are the true sons of Abraham. Are you getting me now? There was no way. No way the law would have produced this. Because Abraham, It was this scripture just made it clear that Abraham did not get what he has gotten from God through law. It was through faith. In God's goodness. So we are the same thing. So thereby we are now sons of Abraham. The way our father obtained his own righteousness is the same system we have used to obtain our own righteousness. But in this case, Abraham believed God directly. We now believe in Jesus Christ to connect to God. Go to the next. Let's, let's, let's read the next chapter. I hope somebody gets something here. So the next time you stand in the the midst of people and they are telling you, "Eh, why should you pay tithe, this and that, you you begin to lecture them. It says, the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, proclaim the good news of the Savior to Abraham in advance. With this promise, now, clearly it is a promise, not a law. With this promise, saying, in you shall all the nations be blessed. Take Abraham out of the equation; of your blessing ceased. So then, those who are people of faith, whether Jews or Gentiles, are blessed and favored by God and declared free from the guilt of sin and its penalty, and placed in the right standing with Him, along along with you, with Abraham the believer. Along with Abraham. This is what I've been trying to make you understand. It was the law of Moses that God gave Moses. The Mosaic law. That is what has been removed. So you now know how to assess these things. I'm giving you the easiest way to assess all the blessings. All. The easiest way. Which is study the life of Abraham. Because, you see, Jesus only came to give us access. Jesus did not leave this this blessing. He did not need it. He just came to, to show us so he did not manifest wealth, all these things we need. He just came to connect us. And the, the moment he's done connecting us, he left. So you now want to enjoy that thing. Go back to the father, Abraham. And study how he lived his life with God. Because he never lived the law. Go to the next chapter please. verse 13 to fourteen. It says, Christ purchased our freedom and redeemed us from the curse of the Lord and its condemnation by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who hangs crucified on a tree in order that in Christ Jesus now in order that in Christ Jesus the blessings of Abraham listen again in order that in Christ now in Christ Jesus the blessings of Abraham might also come to Gentiles whose blessing how do you want to how do you you want to scramble this thing out now this is why many Christians are suffering Old Testament, Old Testament is irrelevant. It can't be. It was the law that was irrelevant. That is, that is irrelevant now. He says in order that through Christ the blessings of Abraham might also come to the Gentiles so that we could all we could all receive the realization of the promise of the Holy Spirit through faith. Praise the Lord. Don't allow people without knowledge fuck you out out of your way to assessing your promise, sorry, your blessings. All in the name of of lack of knowledge, operating in divine ignorance, or castrated from the pit of hell just to hinder you. So, many Christians have believed that they have no business with the blessing. Their life is just to to worship God and go to heaven. No. Revelation chapter 5 verse 12 from 10. 10 says he has made you priest and he has made you what? King. Verse 12 says he has given you sevenfold blessings. Sevenfold provisions. Blessing, riches, honor, glory. But. This is it. Go to the next chapter, please. Let's just explain. It says, Now the promise in the covenant we are decreed to Abraham and his seed. Now, you will not deceive. So I want you to understand God wasn't talking to you. To deceive, deceive, it is a seed, deceive Jesus Christ. He said, who is none other than Christ? Let me read it again. And to the seed, the descendant heir. No, 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 okay. He says, to your seed. But as to one and to your seed, who is none other than Christ? This is what I mean. The law which came into existence 430 years later after the covenant concerning the coming messiah does not and cannot invalidate the covenant previously established by god so as to abolish the promise the promise cannot be abolished sir. the blessings cannot be abolished it cannot be jesus made it clear i have not come to destroy the covenant, so many thought he was talking about the the, the the law, he has no business with the law. He said, I have come to fulfill it. He wasn't talking about the law, he was talking about the covenant of the promise, it's a fulfillment of the covenant, of the promise, not the law. The law never guaranteed them salvation. The law was just creating a system for them to live right, but it was in the promise that would be a guaranteed salvation. It was God's pledge. It was God's pledge. So conditions were not given to Abraham. God said, "By my mouth I have said it; by my hand I will, I will bring it to pass." Listen, if you if you if you if you read, you discover that the, the Israelites going to going to captivity, God told Abraham. And he said, when it is time, he will bring them out. Did he not bring them out? Did they do anything special? Do, 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 do. No. Everything that God did with Abraham was based on promise. So, was based on promise. So, somebody said, Uh, why did Abraham, Abraham was standing before the king and he lied that Sarah is not his wife and yet God did not even look that and and God just told the king if you touch this one I I, I will kill you, so why is God encouraging Abraham to sin you don't understand, Abraham was operating on righteousness Abraham was operating on right salvation, this one that you and I have the grace that you and I are enjoying Abraham enjoyed it before us That's why God did not condition him to do anything for him. I, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm too forward or too backward for you. Praise the Lord. Let me read further. He says, For in the inheritance of what was promised is based on observing the law if it is based on observing having the law, as these false teachers claim, it is no longer based on a promise. However, God granted it to Abraham as a gift by virtue of his promise. That's why I say the gift of God is of no repentance. When God promises you something, it doesn't change his mind. It is when it comes as a law that God can change his mind. When God gives you a gift, it Does not require your you see, God's gift does not require your your perfection. He has given you. He gives gift, he doesn't take it back, he doesn't need it. So he has given these blessings already. Why are you why are you fasting? Unbelievers are tapping into this. You, the rightful owner of it. You're saying it's the Old Testament. It's the Old Testament. It's the Old Testament. And you're calling Jesus, 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 come and pay my school fees. Jesus, come and this place. Sir. Verse 19 says, Why then the law? What was its purpose? It was added. Look at the purpose of the law. It was added after the promise to Abraham. To review to the people their guilt because of their transgression. It has nothing to do with the blessings. It has nothing to do with the promise. It says That is to make people conscious of the sinfulness of sin. It says, and the law was ordered, sorry, ordained through angel and delivered to Israel by the hands of a mediator, Moses. The mediator between God and Israel. To be in effect until the seed, until the seed would come to whom the promise had been made. So the moment the seed came, there was no need for it again. Because the essence of the law was to preserve the people. So there can be people that will even inherit salvation. Because the the way they were going, if God did not bring that law, by the time salvation will come, there will be nobody left. So, the law came to preserve them. So at least their children, children can see salvation. If not, we would have all been dead before salvation comes. So the law was able to preserve. It's like you are waiting. Somebody promised you one billion dollars. And you are waiting. While you are waiting, the person said, Okay, they should be serving you food just to keep you alive till the day of the one million dollars will come. But the moment the one million dollars come, you don't need that food anymore. So the, the contract between that food has ended. You cannot afford any food you like. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the next verse. <laughs> now the mediator or co between in the transaction help me God I hope I'm saying this thing right. It's not needed for just one party. Whereas God is only one and was the only one giving the promise to Abraham. God alone. This is what I was saying. It's God alone. He did not need Abraham's uh, uh, anything to to, to, to perfect it. He said, but the law was a contract between two, God and Israel. It validates validates, its validity depends on both. Is the law then contrary to the promise of God, Certainly, certainly not. For if a system of law had been given which could impact life, then righteousness, right standing with God would actually have been Based on law, so it is not based on law. Say, but the Scriptures imprison everyone, everything, the entire world on that sin, so that the inheritance, the blessings of salvation, which was promised through faith in Christ Jesus, might be given to those who believed in Him and acknowledged Him as God. Precious Son. Praise the Lord. Twenty-nine six. And if you belong... Now, I want everyone to be careful with this thing now. And if you belong to Christ, that means if you are a Christian, if you are in him, then you are Abraham's descendants and spiritual heir according to God's promise. Do you guys get it now? You know, there's a song I taught you guys... Uh, we used to sing Abraham's blessings are mine. I am blessed in the morning. I am blessed in the evening. Abraham's blessings are mine. No, I now I, I change the song to Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham's blessings are mine. I am blessed in Christ Jesus. I am blessed through Christ Jesus. Abraham's blessings are mine. So the blessing, none. Christ is not the connection between we and the blessing. There's this song I love. I don't really know how to sing it. Your promised instant. Can can we get that song? Your promised instant. Yeah, if we can if we can play the song. I, my, my job today today is to ensure that somebody lives here with an understanding. That the promise of God stands forever. So anything you discover is a promise in the Bible, God has already answered it. Just look for a way to assess it. Just look for a way to assess it. Can you increase increase it a little bit? Let's just blame the first line. Somebody will understand what I'm saying. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Walking around these walls. I love the song. I thought by now they'd fall. But you have never failed. For change to come Long in the battle's won yeah. For you have never yeah. failed me yeah. Can't fail, is a promise It's a pledge Promise still stands Great is your faithfulness ah. Ah. Understand the concept Into of God's promise. Hands. This is my confidence. Ah. You've never failed me it's okay, now. now, you know why I asked them to play that song? There are things God has spoken to you. There are things God has told you He wants to do in your life. They are not laws. They are promise. They are visions God has shown you. They are not laws. They are promise. So you you, you messed up. And you think because you messed up once. That God has embraced it. That's Satan. Condemning you. For in Christ there is no condemnation. So that promise still stands. That dream still stand. Faithful is he who have promised. Faithful is he who have promised. Everything he has told you he will bring it to pass by himself. By his own hands. So stop trying to do your own righteousness. Stop bringing yourself back to the law. Stop making yourself feel that it is you that will make this thing happen. I know there is a life to live. But each time you fall, pick yourself up and keep moving. Because he that has promised you, is faithful to keep his word. His word is a promise in your life. That marriage is a promise. That job is a promise. That greatness is a promise. If he never looked on Abraham to fulfill it, he will not look on you to fulfill it. He has made a pledge on your life. And his integrity is too big for him to fail, not because of you, he can't fail because of you. Because the truth is, before God made that promise, he has seen the end from the beginning. He knows you will fail sometimes. He knows you will fall sometimes. He saw all those things. Yes, he promised. Why do you not think it's you that we that, that, that it is your perfection that will bring you to pass? That is what Satan has been using to lie to the body of Christ. I'm not encouraging waywardness. I'm not encouraging you to choose to fall, but if you fall, know that it doesn't put an end to it. It's a journey. If you're driving and your car stops, maybe your tire, you have a flat tire. Do you quit the journey? No, you change the tire. If you don't have a tire, you call for help. And once it is changed, you keep moving. The Thing is about the destination, not the things you see while moving. So God has promised. And can I even tell you the truth? He also promised that while you are going, he's going with you. So it is not your condition, it is not your righteousness, it is not your perfection that makes God go with you. No, he's going with you because he has promised you. He said, You see, before Jesus Christ, the Jesus says, I will not forsake you, neither will I leave you. I will be with you to the end, to the end of time. So each time you're moving and you get tired and you feel like you can't feel Christ anymore, know that it is not about your feeling. He has promised. He's there. It's too faithful. It's too faithful to back out because of you. It's too faithful. It's too big. It's too big, too committed. Too committed to back out because you are messing up. Huh? He won't turn his back on I don't care what the society says. I don't care what people have been telling you. I don't even care what your conscience have been telling you. Make right standing with him, of course. Walk in the path of righteousness, of course. But in all you do, know that it doesn't depend on your faithfulness. No, it doesn't depend on your strength. No, it doesn't depend on your righteousness. He's God. He's God. He has been God before you were born. He will be gone after the end of this war. He created the war. He created it from the end. Nothing takes him by surprise. He knows everything. So when next Satan is telling you, you can't make it anymore because you have done one or two things. When next Satan is saying, you can't have a child because you once committed an abortion, tell him he's faithful. He's faithful to his promise. He has promised you a child. You see, when you believe those lies, that's when you begin to have problems. When you believe those lies, that's when you begin to have slowdown in life and delays. So it's not about God. It's about you believing the lies of Satan. But this God that I know, who did not need the Israelites to fulfill the promise of Christ's coming, will not need you. All you just want to do is work with the access code he has given you. Praise the Lord. The Lord is saying to someone, don't believe those lies. Keep moving. Keep moving. I'm with you. Let's take a look at some of the blessings. And also we must look at some of the things Abraham did to activate all the blessings or to assess all the blessings. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 13 verse 14. Can I see my time? So I don't get so comfortable and uh, forget that we're working with time. Wow. Quickly, Genesis chapter 13 verse 14. It says, The Lord said to Abraham, after love had left him, now lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are standing, northward and southward and eastward and westward, for all the land which you see, I will give to you and to your descendants. Now, all the land which you see. Now, I want to teach you something here. You see, this land, this property, has been given. Now, This is the condition. This is the access code. Abraham, look. Abraham, can you see? If you see it, I will give it to you. That means for him to say see, the thing is there already. But God needs to call his attention to see it. Despite the fact that it is there, God still needs to call his attention to see. Why didn't God just take Abraham and put it in the land? No, he said, open your eyes. Look up and see. I'll give to you as far as your eyes can see. So, one of the access code to this blessing is that you see. What do you see? So, each time God comes, visit Jeremiah, visit Ezekiel. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? He wants to know if you can see what he has given you. So, for you to assess the blessings, you have to see the blessings question I'm asking you today is, what can you see? If you see failure, you will experience failure. If you see blessing, you will experience blessing. If you see abundance, you will experience abundance. If you see provision, you will experience provision. Anything you see, it is a a system of access that I will give to you what your eyes can see. That's why you have eyes. Both physical and spiritual eyes is to assess things. So, as you live here today, start telling your list, open my eyes to see. Let me see what has been given to me. If you see, then you assess it. The next scripture. 1617. No, it's okay. It said, I will make your descendants as numerous as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could if a man could count the greens of the dust of the earth. Then your descendants would also be counted. Otherwise, walk. Make a thorough recognition. Okay. Make a thorough reconnaissance. I, can, I can't pronounce that thing. Around the land. That means make, make, make a movement around it. But that means claiming it, declaring it, going round. And, and saying this is my land. This is my land. And it says, he says, through it, it and it's it's went. He it, it, it said, For I, I will give it to you, media. We'll look for where we'll do this right very soon now let me explain this now you have seen it right you have seen it you don't just stay there by seeing it you now take a step that was the system at which Abraham obtained righteousness faith God said can you see yes God I can see now he said now take a step Abraham took a step and went to the place and start claiming it so you don't sit down in your house and be fasting and be praying you start claiming, you go out by faith. You must claim it. So you go out and claim it. God, I have seen this thing. Then the next thing, you, you, there are different system of claiming. You can begin to write it down and begin to walk around it. This thing man, is mine. mind. That's when your confession is needed. You don't confess anyhow. You, ah, people, are, people are confessing what they cannot see. What will you get? Nothing. So you have to confess around the things you have seen. So first it was a sin, then second it was a confessing. That's how to confess. It's not like confession is bad, but you Christians confess what they don't see. That's why nothing is coming. He said something. He said, "I will make your descendants many." Do you know what that means? Let me break you down. I said, "Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me help you." When he said, "I will make your descendants as many," he said. Anything you do, it will be many. You will not be small. That's what he's saying. That means the DNA, I have changed your DNA. From today, you don't carry the DNA of, of smallness, but greatness. That means anything you choose to do must be great. So understand that you have inherited greatness. That means anything you choose to do, if your business is just one, no, it can't end with one. Is it as many... So if you are if you are doing one business, you you have the DNA to expand that business to all nations. Anything you're doing, you must operate under the realms of greatness with that thing. That's what that scripture is is saying. You don't need a prayer point to, 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 to become that thing. It's in your DNA already. You have it in your blood. You have it in your blood. It's just like sleeping time. You don't pray for sleep. Do you pray for sleep? Do you fast for sleep? It comes naturally. So you have it. You cannot choose not to sleep. You, you cannot choose not to sleep by taking coffee or whatever it is. But you know what? Sleep, sleep will come. Sleep will come. That's how it is in your DNA. It is not when you now agree to yourself that it's just one I want. And that one is not God, it is you. But for you to not say that God did not make you great is a lie. Everyone born again has received the DNA of greatness. It's not like God loved this one. As long as you are born again it's not what you choose to do with it. Every, every seed of darkness also have DNA of greatness in their dark red. So if they are thieves they become great in, in stealing. So we also receive that DNA to be great in everything we do. Take me to the next scripture quickly. He said "I will make your, I will make you exceedingly fruitful." Does it? Did Abraham pay for it to become fruitful at the end of the day? This is what you have inherited, fruitfulness. So how can you say? How can you say your your marriage? You are not. You don't have children. He a famous are You talking like you don't understand. I don't want to understand. would rather understand God's word than understand your condition. How can you now not be fruitful? Man, get out of the world! The world is everything. Get out of the world. It cannot be broken. never not because of your condition. How can you do business? You are not fruitful. How can you have a life and your life is not fruitful? It is against your DNA. To Abraham, through Christ is against your DNA. He said, I will make you exceedingly fruitful. Too. So, what God said to one, He said to all. What He said to Abraham here, yeah, He's also saying to you, You don't need a prophecy. You don't need a man of God to come and be prophesying to you and be telling you things. This is what God is saying already to you. So, stop looking for who will speak into your life. This is the life here. Not until you see this thing as God telling you, forget it. Let me come and prophesy to you, it will be still be the same. Not until you get hold of this word that this is me. We just read Galatians chapter 3. How God had the scripture and narrate you connected to Abraham that what he said to Abraham, he said to you the same promise, the same promise to you. Now God said to Abraham, you'll be exceedingly fruitful. God is saying to me, Famous, you'll be exceedingly fruitful. I take Abraham's name out of there, I put my name. Is it not simple? This is what Satan has been has been has been dealing with us with since closing our eyes. Not to see the value of these things. He said, I will make nations of you. It's not a prayer point anymore. That means anything I choose to do, I will be global. That's what Play said. If it is hair you want to be making, you will be global in that hair. You'll become a global commodity. You, are, you choose to sell fish. People will, will, will book your fish from other nations. Anything you choose to do, men from other nations will seek you. It is here. Yeah. This thing... Stop praying about this thing. Have you, have you done copy-paste before in your life? Maybe... You, they ask you to do an assignment and you know you are tired, you cannot, so you, t- you just take your friend, so all you just have to do is, you remove your friend's name and you put your name. Have you done it before? This one that, this one is, I know you have done it. We have all done it. Somehow, somehow, we have copy-paste before, we just carry the person and we remove our the person's picture or name and put our own and say, okay, this is it. So most times, many of you want to defend your... You, you take somebody's uh, this thing and you put, you see, it's the same thing. Just put your name there. He says, says, and kings will come from you. This is, this is what Jesus Christ has done. He has made you royalty. He has made you kings. You see, a king. A, 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 it takes a king to, to give birth to a king. So when he said kings will come out of you, it means that the person that kings will come out from is a king, and are royalty. So forget all these. Uh, 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 this one, they say this one is gone. You are royalty. So you can't you can't give birth to, to, to non-entity. If you see it, you reject it. Hey, can't stand up where you're a prince. You are a prince and a king. Come on, stand up and be a king. Automatically. You see, this thing works by revelation. Go to the next verse, please. It works by revelation. There are many of them which I can't. There are many of them. So let's just go straight to how to, how to assess it. There are, many, there, there are thousands of them. All you just have to do, go and be looking to, looking at everything and be taking, be putting your name. Take, You put your name, you take, you put your name. Then the next thing, now, how to assess it. You now go back now. Okay, now I've, I've put my name there. Let me now see how Abraham assessed these things. Then I walk, I just follow his full step. No no, no struggle in life. I just follow his full step. Now, the first way to assess it is seek for knowledge through scriptures. That's what I've been saying. This knowledge is true. The, the prophecy you have, been, you have been seeking for, the word you have been seeking God speak to me, God speak to me. Every night you are fasting, God speak to me. He, he has spoken to you already. Go to the scripture, it's there. Deuteronomy the chapter 29 29 The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things which are revealed and disclosed belong to us. And to our children forever, so that we may do all of its words of its laws. It has been revealed to you, but go and go and open it. Go and open it. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Thank you, Lord. All scriptures is God's breathed, Given by divine inspiration and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of errors and restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. All, everything about life is in here, is in, in, in the scripture. Number two, how to assess the blessings through revelation. Through revelation. This is is now where prayer is needed. This is now where prayer and fasting is needed. You are now praying to, to, to assess the hidden things. This is where we miss it. You eat breakfast at dinner. You eat breakfast for lunch. You take lunch and you put it in breakfast. But you eat dinner. You know those days, those days before we go to school, sometimes we we'll eat one strong, strong food that you are in class and all you're doing is. It's not our fault. They gave us food that we, we stay long in our system based on their knowledge that this one will, will make them not knowing that this, this food is the problem when right? they cannot study. So after eating that strong food, you, you, you do stuff in class. So prayer and fasting helps you to assess information, revelation. It takes you deep into realms. Speaking in tongues takes you deep into realms. So you begin to assess hidden things. By the time you come out of it, man, you are loaded with information. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah 3 verse 3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you, and tell you, and even show you great and mighty things, things which have been confirmed and hidden, which you do not know and understand. I cannot, you cannot distinguish. Call, call. How do you call God in prayer and fasting? So you are telling God, I want to know things. I want to know how do I assess this, Lord? What what, what is this? What is the provision of this? What? You are seeking for information, God will answer you fasting. That's what Daniel did. That's what Daniel did. But rather you are fasting and praying and saying, God, 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 you, you are fasting for 30 days for school fees. Meanwhile, you can just use that and fast for information. About God, what do I do? 30 days fasting and speaking in tongues. You will get revelation on what to do. Praise the Lord. Daniel 2.22 says it is, the, it is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. Now, the number three. This, all these things I'm telling you are Abraham's lifestyle. Though. Number three, the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Psalm 25, verse 14. The secret of the wise counsel of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he will let them know his covenant and reveal to them through his word a deep inner meaning. Do you get it now? So the reason why you are not understanding it, you open your Bible and it looks like your Bible looks like a well that has no ending, it's because the fear of God is missing. So Abraham feared God. Abraham feared God and God, God is a God there was a time God came and said will, will I hide anything from my servant Abraham Abraham was not even the one seeking have you not have you not found yourself in a situation where Abraham, you are not the one praying but yet God is coming to reveal things to you God was God was always coming to gist with Abraham he wants to, God wants to come and gist with Abraham he was revealing things it was god that came to to tell Abraham that he come out to go and destroy sodom and gomorrah because he feared him to fear god is to be faithful to god to fear god is to be faithful to god listen psalm 112 verse 1 it says blessed fortunate Prosperous and favored by God. Look at the three things. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who feared the Lord. He says, with our inspired reference and worship, and worship, and worship him with obedience, who delight greatly in his commandment. This was Abraham's system. Abraham's system of worship was obedience. Obedience is the greatest form of worship. Obedience is the greatest form of worship. So, all these uh, yeah, 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 that we are doing and we are feeling ourselves, Abraham did not do all those things. Abraham did not lock himself three hours and do three hours worship. His obedience was, was, was high ranking worship. Genesis chapter 14, verse 19 20. Because Abraham listened to and obeyed my voice and constantly kept my charge, my commandments, my status, and my laws. Abraham constantly obeyed my voice. He obeyed my voice. Please go back to that Psalm 112, verse 1. Go to verse 2, please. If you read through that Psalm 112, verse 1, if you go to verse 2, verse 3, you begin to see the life of a man that fears God. His children will prosper. It doesn't require prayer point. His children will do well, things will work out fine, doors will open for him by just fearing the Lord. To fear God also means to honor God. That was what Abraham did. To, to fear God is to honor God. Genesis chapter 14 verse 19 to 20. Now, I won't read this scripture for the sake of time. But let me let me quickly tell you something. This was in this scripture you find out where Abraham paid tithes. He gave tithes. He gave 10%. So you, you, you. You say you will not pay tithes. It's Old Testament. Yet the man you are connected to pay tight. Who taught Abraham how to pay tight? Who taught him? You, they are teaching you everyday. You yes, say, man, these guys are cool. I used to be part of those who condemned tight. Honestly, I con—I con- I condemned it to the point that I'm supposed to be elected as as chair as chairman or assistant chairman of of, of tight, tight tight destroyer association We're not until I had an encounter so it was true revelation Abraham assessed IT I'm I'm I don't have time to be breaking it down I'm just telling you the life Abraham lived Honored God. A honored God. Tighten and give him. If you are still struggling with that today, I'm not talking to you I'm not. If you always find your, your, yourself telling God, ah, God, I'm sorry. Ne- next month I'll be faithful. <laughs> you know that they are doing it from your village. It's ah, God, I. I God, 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 I promise you, next month, me and you, I got you, God, and next month, ah, man, if not for yesterday, ah, if I have known, I will not that hair that I bought, ah, 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 ah oh God, I repent. God, don't worry, don't worry. Next month, I will try my best. I'm not talking to you today. Then the fourth one obedient that's 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 where the title is important obedient genesis chapter 29 26 verse 5 these are the life of abraham i'm, I'm showing you it says because abraham listed just obedience his voice because abraham listed he obeyed his voice so abraham was a man who listed and obey God's voice. Now, we are not even talking about the Bible. Several encounters, God has visited you, has given you instruction. Why do you always forget that instruction? Why? But yet you will not forget to eat. Do you know how you forget it? Procrastination. I'll do it better. Okay, God, I'll do it better. Why you're while you're planning on doing that? You're still trying to reason it. Later you say, "Ta, it is my mind. It is not God. It is, it is my mind talking to me." Satan is helping your ministry. So you are, you are, you are saying, "It's not God. It's not God." You know why you're saying it's not God? Because you're giving it time. Prompt, obedience As God says it, you're doing it. You're jumping to it with excitement. with excitement, you're jumping to it. I don't wait. I don't discuss with somebody before I, if God says something. No, no, no. Even myself, discussing with myself, I'm, I'm, I'm a suspect. I don't trust myself to discuss what God said to me to myself. So when I hear it, I stand immediately. Be it two AM. I stand immediately and I do it. And I don't have time for negotiation. I can negotiate with anything, not with, not with an instruction from God. I don't care how that instruction is. Of course, I, I can't be possessed by Satan. I have the Holy Spirit. So any instruction that comes, I know it's coming from God. I, I, I do it immediately. Man, God is speaking to you. Three weeks now. Ah. You need deliverance. You need deliverance. That's why you can't access. Because there's a time frame for these things. When a door opens, there's a time frame to enter. He's not pleased by sacrifice, he's pleased by obedience. You say to yourself, promise yourself from today anything God, as God before God will finish. Once our God spoken, twice about head, let that become your lifestyle. That before God will finish, you are jumping to do it. And see. See what happened to your life. You can't, you can't be messing around with, with God's instruction, and and you expect you can't manifest anything. As a, as a matter of fact, God will even stop instructing you. He will, he will stop speaking to you. He will stop speaking to you because if you are joking, is like you are turning God into a comedian. No. it's not the way of life. You hear it, you respond don't procrastinate. When you can do procrastination with your life, but when it comes to God, don't, don't procrastinate, please. Don't try to reason it. The, it is The ways of God are not the ways of men. The ways of God are higher than the thought of men. His thoughts are different. So when God speaks His thoughts to you, you, you don't have the capacity to reason it out. No, you don't have the capacity to reason it out. So any other to reason that you know what you're doing, you're attracting Satan, and Satan knows how to do that job. He will tell you, "Go, sister. It's God. It's your voice, not God." He will give you good reason not to do it, and you will not do it. So tonight, I want you to repent. Every instruction. The reason why you're not getting instruction is because you have you have refused to do many instruction. If, he's not, if the instruction will not favor you, are based on your understanding. Because every instruction of God ends up favoring the person. But because of your little understanding, you feel it will not favor you, you have a problem with it. God said, take your car and go and give it to that sister. <laughs> God, God, God. Sister does not deserve a car. No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This can't be God. Even if God wants to give somebody a guy, don't be that sister. Ah, 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 ah. So by the time you are done, you have seen the reason why God should not. And meanwhile, God is trying to upgrade you. And you okay, I'll, I'll, I'll think about this. Listen, let me tell you that, When God asked me to do something, I knew there was no man of God I could call to. even. I could not even debate with myself. I JUMPED! When I got the revelation of 90% tight, I had $200 in my account. Ah! Man! I fasted. I fasted and prayed for that revelation. Just to understand. When the moment I got that revelation, that night, I almost jumped from my roof. I was rejoicing. I I can't explain what spirit entered me that day. But I was just shouting, yes, God, thank you, thank you, thank you, I thank you. I can never be poor in my life. And I just picked my phone. I called a friend. Man, I can never what is going on? You don't need to know what is going on. But man, I've gotten it. I was excited in me before I called the friend. I took my phone. The 200 dollars I sent 90% out immediately. Send it to Graham's library quickly. It was after I sent it that I said, Let me call. Ah. So many men of God say that is not God. That God cannot tell you this kind of thing in this kind of situation. Thank you, Mr. Lecturer. Thank you. Huh? The one who asked me to do it is wiser than me and you. I would rather be foolish. Let it be that I did not even hear God. And I assumed it is God. And I obeyed. Then I assume it is not God and I refuse to obey. Which one is more dangerous? The Lord will help all of us. Why do you call me love and do not practice what I tell you? That's our system. Lord, 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 love. Yet we will not practice what He's telling us. Open to Job chapter 2, verse 13. I want us to quickly pray this prayer in your heart. Job 2, 13. Obedience is key. Abraham sacrificed was willing to sacrifice his only son. And every time Abraham obeyed God, God took him to another level. Every time Abraham obeyed God, God believes another promise to him. So it was the obedience that was provoking God's promises more and more. Job 2 verse 13. Okay, let me rush to the fourth, the fourth one, which is the last one. Now, after you have obeyed, have faith and patience. Have faith and patience. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. Have faith and patience after you have obeyed. All these things I'm telling you is the life of Abraham. So that you will not be spiritually sluggish, but will instead be imitators of those who through faith lean on God with absolute trust and confidence in Him and in His power and by patience, endurance, even when suffering, Are now inheriting the promise. You see how to inherit the promise? Faith and true patience. Abraham had faith in God, and Abraham had patience for God. He waited. Though this vision might take time, wait for it. It might tarry, but wait for it. It will definitely come. God's promise always comes. But it might not come when you want it. So that's where you have to kill the spirit of anxiety, anxiousness, by, by waiting. While you wait, let your faith be intact. Be still and know I am God. Is not to go and sleep. It's to be active in believing, while you live. It is my prayer for you this day, that you will receive everything God has promised you. That you will not truncate with your own hands the promise of God in your life. Amen. It is my prayer from this day that you begin to assess all the blessings. Amen. Every blessing of God has an access code. Maybe I'll take time to begin to teach them one after the other. Every promise of God has an access code. Honor your parents so that your days on earth will be long. Give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together, running over shall men give unto you. See time. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will not cease. That means you must sow to reap. You see, so it's, it's, it's for you to reap, you have to sow. For you to get more, you have to release. It is more blessed to give than to get. So you have to be willing to give. And when you give, don't give with grudges, with heart, with, with, with Don't give with, with, with wickedness in your heart. With, mm, give with joy. Give with joy. When you give with joy, the Bible says that Lord, God, love a cheerful, cheerful. These are the assets. These are the, these are the little, little ingredients we are missing. These are the things we are missing. So there are thousands of it. Study them. Praise the Lord. And we get the next scriptures around that. So, having patience, having patiently waited, he realized the promise in the miraculous birth of Isaac as a pledge of what was to come from God. Having waited patiently, having waited patiently, it was not the day God promised him Isaac that Isaac did, but he waited. His faith was fixed on God. He did not take his focus away from God. He did not look for option B. He was intact with God. He was in line with God. So for every word God has told you, stick to that word. Situations and time and challenges might come that we want you to change your confession. Don't do so. Don't do it. Stay with it. Keep saying I will be great. Don't stop saying it. Keep saying it because definitely one day you'll be great. That promise, that pledge God has made to you, it is your duty to keep confessing it because you believe that faithful is He who has said it. That whatever He has said will definitely come to pass. So don't stop talking it. Don't allow time, situations, and conditions hinder you from confessing it. When you wake up in the morning, I'm going to be great. I'm, I'm a great person. I'm great. When you come back in the evening, a great man just entered the house. I'm a great person. When you're having a conversation with your friend, tell them I'll be great. I'll be great. They're talking to a great man. They're talking to a wealthy man. They're talking to a blessed man. Keep saying it. They will mock you because you don't look at it. But man, each time they mock you, they take you closer to it. Each time they mock you, they take you closer to it. If they don't mock you, you won't get closer. Not until they mock you, you won't move forward. So that mocking is a system where God used to forward you. So each time you keep saying the promises of God in your life, despite the fact you can't see them. That's why the fact that you can't even express them out. Like you, you can't logically tell anybody this is how it will happen, but you know it will be. Oh, keep saying it, keep working on it, keep trusting God, keep believing God. And that with God has said to you will definitely come to pass. If I were you, I would look for a and tell them, Ah, Joseph said it. Joseph said it. They mocked him, he keeps saying it. They sold him, he keeps saying it. But each time they they, they, they punish Joseph, they push him ahead. They helped Joseph to fast track the vision. But he was not ashamed to say it. When somebody said Joseph was not wise, he kept it, he would have kept it to himself. I said, No, you don't understand. If you believe God, you will say it out. If you believe God, you will say it out. God will use the enemies to push you to eat. So today, you must go back to that blessing, that promise, that word. You must go back. And you must begin to live what will make you assess. it. not not, not uh, pray. I, everything God has told me that it will happen to me, I don't pray about it. I, I, I'm honest, I don't pray about it. Many has happened, I, I did not pray about it. It just happened. But what did I do? I keep my faith and my focus on Christ. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is a seeking one for me. So I can't, I can't, I can't risk it. It's too expensive to go out of Christ. So I stand in Christ. I'm still, well I'm still, I have faith. I have patience. I have faith and I have patience. I'm walking. I'm walking in the path of righteousness. I saw Abraham walk through that path. And I saw God fulfilling it. So I know God will do it for me too. I saw Jesus Christ walking through that path. And God did everything he promised him. And I know God will also do mine. So I have weakness. They are my weakness. Christ is my weakness. I have seen the faithfulness of God in Christ. I don't need to see it in myself. If I can see it in Christ, then I have seen it in myself. Abraham blessings. Abraham blessings. transgenerational blessings and you have become a partaker you have inherited it God told Abraham through his obedience through his fear for him through faith in him through patience walking with God he obtained everything today God has called us to do the same to walk in him, with him, in obedience, in fear and reverence for him, in honor for him, with faith, with patience, with integrity, with diligence, with trust, totally depending on him. Then he said, Today, everything he has said will come to pass. Rise on your feet. On chapter 8, verse 39. They answered, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, If you are truly Abraham's children, then do the work of Abraham and follow his example. Did Jesus condemn Abraham? He said, If truly you are children of Abraham, if you are seeds of Abraham, do the work of Abraham. And follow his example because even jesus christ followed the example of abraham he followed the footsteps of abraham he was a seed of abraham god spoke about and if he has said in this scripture that if abraham is your father then you must follow his footsteps and do the same work that means jesus christ himself Abraham was his uh, guideline. He followed the step of Abraham. He saw how Abraham obtained the promise. So he followed that step. He walked with God in the pattern of Abraham. And he got the result. Today I'm urging you. Now walk in Christ. Walk in Christ. Trust him. Trust the system. The system has never failed. It will not fail. I want you to begin to pray Today I assess my blessings Today I assess my blessings I don't know what areas in your life You need The blessings Marriage Children Finances Joy Peace Fruitfulness Begin to pray to God Tell him today. Speak, speak, speak. I believe you, Lord. I'm a seed of Abraham, a descendant of Abraham. Through Christ Jesus. Therefore, today, I assess the blessings of Abraham. I assess the blessings of Abraham. Today, I assess the blessings that have been provided already. I'm a child of God. I'm a descendant of Abraham. I'm a coheir with Christ Jesus. Pray and tell the Lord. I'm committed to walk in the ways of Jesus. In the pattern of Abraham, I'm committed to walk through that way. In obedience to your word. I'm committed to obey you this day. I'm committed to have fear for you, honor you, reference you. Put you first above all things. For it is written, seek me first the kingdom of God and my righteousness. And every other thing shall be added. So Abraham, seek God first and the righteousness of God and every other thing was added to him. Today, do the same thing. Seek God. Seek his kingdom. Seek the interest of his kingdom. Seek his righteousness. Then every other thing will be added unto you. I pray for you today that in the name of Jesus, as you enter this week, the blessings of Abraham through Jesus comes to you. Every door that has been closed, Every door of the blessings that have been closed against you, I declare them open today in the name of Jesus. I declare this week when you start assessing the blessings, in the name of Jesus, I pray for you. Every word that has been spoken into your life, every promises of God that has been hanging, I declare them released this day. I release the blessings into your life now, in the name of Jesus. I declare, this year, may you become fruitful. In the name of Jesus, may you increase. May you multiply. May you you replenish the earth. In the name of Jesus, kings will come to you. Kings will come out of you. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke the spirit of barrenness. No more barrenness from this day. In the name of Jesus, when God visited Abraham, he took barrenness away. Therefore, from this day, I declare no more barrenness in your life. Amen. No more barrenness in your business. Amen. The works of your hands are blessed. Amen. Prosper this day in the name of Jesus. Amen. The scripture says the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. Therefore, from this day, may your step be ordered. Amen. We saw how God ordered the steps of Abraham. And each place God led him to, God led him to, he blessed him there. I pray this day that everywhere you go, may you be blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you. you, Father, Father, we glorify glorify your name. name. I release health, good health into your life. Abraham grew old. He enjoyed old age. No untimely death here. Everyone at the sound of my voice, receive the grace to grow old and prosper also in your old age. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May your old age be filled with joy, blessings. May you see your children, children, children. In the name of Jesus, I release all sort of blessings you desire. According to the desires of your heart, receive it now in the name of Jesus. Whoever bless you is blessed. The Lord told Abraham that whoever blessed you is blessed. Whoever calls you is cost. Therefore, I decree from today, whoever costs you is cost. In the name of Jesus, whoever blessed you is blessed. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will fight those who fight you. The Lord will contend with those who contend with you. The Lord will destroy with those who intend to destroy you. In the name of Jesus. I have bought every plans of the enemies against you this week Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. I declare, rise up this week in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, thank you, Lord. Father, we bless you. Bless you we glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a blessed week. Next Sunday, it's going to be a prophetic blessing with this. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen.